0: Chef Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could've been Baby Yoda.
1: <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star, like what the heck, you know? Just like, board that up or something, you know?
2: Then jumped onto and was like, oh, uh, there it is. I've refused to get on the Wook, um, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep-dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor.
0: Hello there, you have tuned into episode 15 of the Jackson Archives! I'm <laughs> Are we sorry, still no, doing I mean, that? it's the Star Wars Archives, the UTD Network Podcast, where we talk... Jackson, no, it's... We talk... We take any random Star Wars topic and, and explain the living bantha poodoo out of it. Yes, I am currently still obsessed with Jackson, our favorite green bunny. But um, today we're not going to talk about that, and we'll get into that in a second. I am Jose, a.k.a. Jackson in the Utiniverse. I have watched all Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. I have read 41 Star Wars books, and I own 15 of them. And I probably should have had less coffee this morning because I don't know what I just even said.
2: And I'm Trevor, and while we're putting Jose in some sort of Jackson decompression chamber, (laughs) um, we're going to try and get through the show. Uh, so I'm no. Keeper of a Timeline Pages over at utini.com. Uh, I've spent my entire adult life consuming Star Wars media. Why do I say adult life? My entire life. My entire li- whole life. <laughs> and I own... Yeah, did you just
0: start once you became, like, we're 18?
2: Yeah, no, literally, like, first ever memory. Anyway. And I own over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. Uh, so for anyone joining us for the first time, this is, as you can no doubt tell, a largely unscripted <laughs> show where once we've decided on each episode's <laughs> topics, Jose will do whatever research he needs, I will try to do as little research as possible. Now, normally that's because I like to think I know it all. This week it's just because I've been seriously busy, so I haven't done a lot of research you, at all. You've
0: been saying that... For weeks, I know. You've been saying the same thing I'm aware. for the past few episodes, I'm a, man. I'm very so. aware. I am, believe me, I'm very aware. <laughs> and we record every two weeks, so it's not just yeah. this one week, this is your... This is your adult life. Yes, yes. So.
2: But anyway, we yes. will talk about anything <laughs> Star Wars related. We'll cover canon, legends, books, comics, TV, video games, whatever, and hopefully keep you both entertained and informed.
0: Thank you, Trevin. Sorry for interrupting your, your flow there. But on today's episode, guys, we are taking a trip outside the known regions of the galaxy and headed to the frigid, ice locked planet to talk about the humanoid blue-skinned alien species known as the Chiss. And now, no, no, we're not doing this because it's a nice contrast to the sunny 73-degree weather that we have here in California, 73 uh, Fahrenheit for, you know, because that's what we do here in the U.S. Um, But we're doing this because there is a new Thrawn book, and there will be another one coming out later this year. So... um, you know, I think this will be a good conversation to have right now, this year, in 2021. And for anyone who wants to learn more about the uh, Chiz society and Thrawn in general.
2: But joining us on today's show, we've got our favorite patron. Been, been along with Utini Ride for a while now. Uh, guested on a few other shows as well. So, Cheryl, come and introduce yourself.
1: Hello, I am Cheryl. I have watched all canon Star Wars movies and TV shows except Resistance. I have read 18 Star Wars books and I own 30 of them. That's right, folks. I like to buy books and then not read them. It's
2: a slippery slope.
0: (laughs) Did you just like stack them somewhere in your house just for uh, basically display them and show that you are a Star Wars fan?
1: Uh, Yes, (laughs) they look quite pretty.
0: I mean, I think that's a lot of people in our community. I think, you know, when we talk to, uh, well, I mean, I think every other guest, because both Eric and Andrew both buy a lot of books ahead of time, right? And they don't read through them. Yeah, I think Andrew had a gap of like
2: 100 or something (laughs) books owned and not read. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I may be like the one person who has read more than he owns. (laughs) Out of anyone within the, like you teeny family. <laughs> so. I, think that's
1: a safe, I think that's a safe assumption. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, um, Cheryl, we, we're really glad to have you here. Um, I know that you're like super busy um, lately um, as we're recording this because you're doing a few other shows, right? So, I mean, how are you doing? And why don't you tell us a little bit about, yeah, these other shows that you are currently guesting on?
1: Yeah, um, thank you for having me on your show. I'm quite excited to be here. Um, it's the month of May is all coming up, Millhouse for Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> nice, um, nice I've there. been on Canja Book Club this month, talking Thrawn Ascendancy Greater Good mm-hmm. with the gentleman over there, um, and I've been on Legends Look Back with the crew on YouTube for the round table discussion um, of the Legends novel Outbound Flight.
0: Oh, so you're 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 canoning and legendsing. So I mean, then this is perfect because in here we like to go both ways, you know. Um, <laughs> and, <Yep. laughs> um, but yeah, with with me being mostly uh, canon and Trev being everything, then I mean, it, it usually right, it just turns into a conversation of me like asking, well, what about in legends? What do they do there? How does that compare to canon? And blah 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 and that sounds like a really boring kind of show, actually, the way I'm I, I, I think we do it for well. For new listeners, I promise it's a little bit more entertaining than, than what I'm just making it sound like. I mean, hopefully it is. I think it is. I have fun doing it.
1: Um, I have fun listening to it.
0: Well, there you go. That's all we need. I mean, our Patreon. I mean, you are supporting our show, so.
2: We couldn't do it, it without all of our support. lovely, lovely listeners and patrons.
0: Exactly um all right well let's let's just jump right into it um cheryl uh, you know we've we've known each other for a little while and i know you know like most star wars fans you know it's hard to choose like your one character or your one book like what's it's like you know out of you know the 1000 pieces of media that Trev owns which one is his favorite? Like, he's not gonna be able to answer that question. <laughs> Although, when I ask him what his favorite character is, he does go to Luke. So, I mean, yeah. I guess mm-hmm. he's a little bit of an anomaly there. He can like pinpoint the one character out of all those people and all those aliens in those 1,000 written stories. Um, but out of anyone within the Utini family and the Utini community, Cheryl, I would put you as like the number one. Zahn Stan, Stan, and that's kind of hard to say Zahn Stan, St- Z- Stan, Zon Stan, Zahn fan, fan <laughs> of Zahn, there, that one. Um, <laughs> so when Trev and I were talking about doing a Chiss episode, we thought that you would be per- the perfect guest. So why don't you just start us off by saying, you know, what is it about Zahn that you love? Like, what is it about his writing? And obviously, like in extension, what about Thrawn himself? That, what is it that you like about this character?
1: Oh, I love Zhan so much. Anyway, so <laughs> my first experience with Zhan was heir to the Empire. Mm-hmm. And I think what initially drew me in most was how he nailed our main protagonists from the original trilogy. I feel he really got the interpretation of those characters' mannerisms and way of thinking spot on, uh, particularly Han, because I'm a Han stan um that book trilogy also deepened my love of leia who i never really gravitated towards uh the other main characters he brought in i absolutely love particularly Throne, of course as well as Mary jade mm-hmm. um i've always loved how zon writes women the way he writes women shows he values them in my opinion he writes them as competent intelligent formidable resilient But he also writes them in the same way he does the men characters and that they have moments of vulnerability and they have those quieter moments with self-reflection and hubris. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also another side to the coin with that in which it's how he writes the male characters perspective of the women characters within the stories. Because some men authors, particularly in some of the 90s era legends books. Yep. <laughs> write the men's view of the women characters in a patriarchal, misogynistic way, so mm-hmm. which is problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, Zahn always writes the treatment of women characters by the men characters with respect and high regard. And that aspect of his writing is also, like, super important to me. Um, so yeah, and then with Thrawn, what, what first drew me to Thrawn in Legends was that he was a non-Force user, yet was a formidable villain mm. to our protagonists. He also wasn't evil for the sake of being like evil or power-hungry in a I-want-to-rule-overall sort of way like how Palpatine was. Um, the fact that his forces and crew follow him not because they fear him, but rather because they respect him. He doesn't lead through intimidation. Yeah. He gives credit where credit is due. He doesn't shoot down an idea because it wasn't his own. He's not ego driven. He realizes his own limitations. And then there's his tactical and strategic genius and his ability to interpret art in a way to surmise a species uh, physiological blind spots, Mm -hmm. which is um, I thought that was like really new and fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, I like in canon, um, we're seeing him have to overcome prejudice, and we see he very much has to earn his status in the Empire. Mm-hmm. I admire that he isn't fussed about societal societal or political stature, and he values people for their abilities and talents no matter what their station. Uh, I like the move from villain to antagonist to anti-hero in the canon iterations. I am drawn in by his intelligence and courtesy and sophistication. And he's got that exotic thing going for him as well.
2: <laughs> I, I, I just want to jump in there. So a couple of things that you said about um, how well Zahn captured the original trilogy characters in that um, in the original Thrawn trilogy. And I know people kind of say uh, that Zahn is the godfather of the EU and it wouldn't have happened without those three books. But you... You're absolutely right. He nailed the characterization of those books so well that it almost it gave Star Wars a bit of um, a bit of leeway over the next couple of years as books came out that maybe didn't nail those characters as well. Uh, you know, the likes of Courtship of Princess Leia or Jedi Academy trilogy. <laughs> yes. You know, um, <laughs> I think the the original Thrawn trilogy brought, brought a fair bit of forgiveness to the Star Wars publishing um, as a whole. So yeah. you know that can't be overlooked. That it's it's up there on that pedestal for a reason, and the things that you spoke about that he's doing with canon thrawn about overcoming those prejudices, and he's tackling that really really well. And that's sort of that's the standout part of of the new canon thrawn for me.
0: Yeah, and I I mean I really I really do need to to read the legends thrawn, and and actually right now after uh, hearing your answer there, Cheryl, like it it made me want to go into it even more because um, I, and I myself have only read Canon Throne. Uh, so let's list that out. That would be the Thrawn. Then we have Thrawn Alliances, Thrawn Treason, Throne Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, and right now I am in chapter six of Thrawn Ascendancy Greater Good. The first Thrawn, I absolutely loved. Um, I, I listened to the audiobook. I thought the Mark Thompson there was just perfect. I, you know, it was just, I really, really, I really liked that. Um, alliances, not so much. <laughs> See, I, 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 I like of alliances. I, as a story, it was all right. Thrawn was all right. There were just some really cringy moments for me there, and how Zahn wrote Anakin and how he connects to the force. They were just <laughs> all right, we love Star wars and blah 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 you know like <laughs> Yutini. we know all about positivity parentheses I did not like at all how he it was how he described how uh is like you know stretching out to the force he did it just he used to same phrase over and over and over again and it was like okay yeah. i get it are there other ways to connect to the force and or to describe how you connect to the force like can you come up with other verbs in there <laughs> and yeah. there was just something about like that kind of like inner monologue works really well for someone who is really analytical like Thrawn it did not work as a reader or i mean it was the audiobook too but as a listener um it did not work the same way for anakin so i that's just like it kind of it was really cringy for me those moments and it just sort of like that that's that's why i didn't love that story and um or that book in general but then there was no Anakin or normal Jedi slash Force users in Treason, right? Um, I haven't or read or Treason. Like
2: it's it's on the so shelf, and I've I never actually, read
0: it. I liked it a lot more than Alliances because it mm-hmm. goes back. I mean, without getting into the plot, he brings back Eli Vanto and that was a part of Thrawn. Because it's in the
1: current, yeah. It's not in. It's not past. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. just,
0: I mean, I, I'm really intrigued about how he just sends this human over to work with the ascendancy you know so I'm like wait like what does that even mean for like the cheese culture in general because it's interesting to have the, the one cheese within the Empire so what's the flip side of that and so that's why I, I enjoyed treason a little bit more I, th- I thought there were it was slow at times but whenever Eli came back in then I really started to to enjoy that um, and then going back to now the new trilogy with uh, Chaos Rising, that I also really enjoyed. I've read, what, five Thrawn books? And it's two out of five <laughs> in terms of Zahn for me. <laughs> um, so which is interesting because people just love Zahn, right? I mean, like you're like you saying. <laughs> but I, I mean, regardless, I, I still really like Thrawn as a character because uh, it might just be because of his, you know, I am. I'm an architect and graphic designer and all that. So I obviously like that Thrawn is really invested and interested in art. I like how, like, calculating and strategic he is. A lot of the things that you were saying, Cheryl, just really resonated with me. Um, You know, I am a pretty observant person myself. And, like, sometimes I like to take myself out of, like, the room and just observe how people are acting. So, you know, the way that Thrawn talks kind of resonates in not so you know, anti-social, like, kind of way, but just, you know, we all have our things. Um, I've been babbling a lot. Anyways, Trev, <laughs> like, what were... I mean, so so that was, like, my introduction to him. I mean, I, I that's, that's what I think of him. I, I saw him for the first time in Rebels, and these are all the things that jumped out at me and why this character is interesting to me. Trev, um, like, when were you first introduced to Throne then? Like, we... Cheryl was, you know, with uh what wait, what was the book that you Heir to the Empire Heir to the Empire. So what about you, Trev? Was that also your first introduction to, yeah, so, to Zahn yeah. and
2: So Air so to the Empire was the first time first book that Thrawn appears in. Um and obviously, you know, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, he's dead at the end of a trilogy. Sorry, I've just gotta throw that out there. <laughs> um you know, so he never turns up again and Thanks, man. Until You know I haven't read it. I just said that I haven't read it. <laughs> so I literally figured that was common knowledge. Have you you've heard the phrase, you've seen the memes? Anyway. Um
0: I don't I don't know
2: what meme. So are. so he's only in those three books and then he's in Canon. Um and obviously he got introduced to Canon in Rebels, and yeah, it was a it was a different throne to what kind of what I was expecting from Legends. But mm-hmm. I think what the Canon books have done is do show how the character that we've got could easily become the character from Legends, and zahn has been very careful himself to write these books mm. as if it would all fit. He's not going to contradict himself at all. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where where Thrawn goes. You know, when he comes back from his little space whale adventure uh, at some point. You know, yeah. we all know it's going to happen. So it'll be interesting to see <laughs> what kind of Thrawn we get then.
0: Since now you've kind of like started talking about the history of it, Trev, why don't you just give us one of your, uh, you know, big info dumps of like <laughs> what the chis, you know, where we can find the chiss in, in, in the books? You know, well, what are the Zahn, Chiss, or Thrawn books and where else have they appeared? And, you know, has anyone else written about the chiss? So, we, you know. This- all of that. Why don't you give us give us that big info, okay. Wikipedia-ish type
1: of...
2: The School of Trevor, Let's, as
0: yes. I like to call oh, it. Oh, I like that. I like that. We, we'll Let's that see
2: what we that. can do. So, Thrawn is in the Air to the Empire trilogy. Blue skin, red hair, oh, sorry, red hair, red eyes, black hair. <laughs> Alien <laughs> in the Empire, which, you know, in itself is not controversial but striking the fact that an alien has risen to that rank in a you know xenoso- xenophobic fascist regime um but we don't really see anything you know they're not we don't see him again for a while in real world terms because we don't even find out the name of his species until a later Zarn book you know that's seven years later in the publishing line so then we find out that they're the chiss we find out a bit more information in the visions of the future but again we don't find out a lot of information about the culture or anything like that they kind of make a, a an appearance in the new jedi order trilogy where it's you know been keeping an eye on what's going on and they decide they need to join in really uh before the yuz and vong take over the ascendancy as well they've got information on the big mcguffin of the new jedi order trilogy you find out that um wedges nephew um jagged fell he's working for the chiss there was a whole story but i'm not really sure got entirely told and then they become a bit more prominent but apart from that there's just lots of other mentions throughout the decades then of in-universe publishing there's never been a chiss focused book until we got thrown ascendancy so, it's always been little oh. bits here and there, you know everything that we've learned has kinda come from third parties um so yeah, that's my vague info dump
0: <laughs> i mean that that's that's really interesting that it's uh that you're saying it's not until now that we really get to to really dive into how the chis like how the society works just because. Well, you know, when I was doing my little bit of research and all that, there's a lot of information in, in Legends on, on how they did rule their planets and everything. A lot more, actually, than what you can find right now in canon. At least everything that I read did seem pretty similar to what we are learning. In canon, but it's interesting that like there hasn't been that much of a focus on Chiz society in general, and that it's just been like appearances here and there. And um, yeah, so I think so it was, it was quite it. A,
2: it was a fairly large focus in uh, a Spectre of a Past, Vision of a Future, where you've got mm-hmm. I haven't read these books for years. Is it Flim who? <laughs> I don't think you ever find out whether he is a Thrawn clone or not, but it's very heavily insinuated. What? Ken, I, I could have all this completely wrong. He's an. Im- He's gone.
1: He's an impersonator. Oh,
2: okay, I knew, oh. I knew it was something.
1: Yeah, but there is plot twist. Sorry, spoilers for anyone who hasn't read. Uh, Jose, I'll never um, get to it. It's fine. <laughs> vision of the future. Um, yeah, there's there's a Thrawn impersonator. Uh huh. And they're tr- the chis are trying to figure out if Thrawn is back because he gave them instructions. If you don't hear from me for like ten years or something, like like something about like just keep a watch out. Ten years after you hear yes, my death, this or is all. Like yeah, that, that, that
2: all sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, and so uh, there is. I haven't I haven't read them in such a long time. But there's a Thrawn impersonator working in the Empire. And and the chists, because they're so far away, they're they're trying to figure out whether or not it's actually him. Mm-hmm. And they want to recruit Mera because we learn that Thrawn's ultimate goal, why Thrawn aligned himself with the Empire was because there's a great threat out there in the chaos. Mm-hmm. And I guess he thinks the Empire is the best way to like fight against it or whatever, or stop it. So they try to recruit Mara to help them because they're like Thrawn held you in high regard mm-hmm. and then when Luke and Mara are there they're in like a fortress like when a, like a Chiss stronghold on some planet I forget what planet it is and they discover a cloning tank with Thrawn floating in the in the clone I knew
2: there was clones. But he's knew not, it. <laughs>
1: he's not awake yet. Like he's still he's still being developed. Uh-huh. Because in the legends, the cloning, I guess maybe it would take. I don't know how many years it would take to grow a clone. It wasn't like a full life cycle, but it was I think longer than how what it is in canon or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they discover the clone floating there, and the people like on the planet, the Chiss themselves. I don't. The, the, I don't think they realize that the clone is there. Like Thrawn has set this all up years ahead when he got the Sparty cylinders in um, the original uh, the original Legends um, trilogy. So he set it up, set it on a timer. He was supposed to develop, and then so Luke and Mara end up killing the clone.
0: That before sounds... It's,
1: before it's quote-unquote born or whatever or out of the tank.
0: That Plot sounds somewhat familiar. <laughs> hmm. but I think also they um does uh,
2: does he go long? Have I waited? Per- perhaps <laughs> like. But they also yeah. um they've kind of retconned. Perhaps I have waited
0: some... Perhaps I have waited long. They've um, oh, they've goodness.
2: retconned that whole threat, extra um, galactic threat to be the use and Vong, and that's what mm-hmm. the Chish knew was out there, and that's why you know Thrawn was deliberately sent into the empire to you know to help them
1: yeah he wasn't he wasn't actually cast out it was a ruse to get him yeah into the empire
0: i mean isn't that that's basically the same thing that happens in canon throne right at least that's that was the impression that i got from in that novel that when when they find him in the middle of whatever planet that was and he's like oh yeah mm-hmm. I was cast away uh
1: but in reality, he'd only been there like six months or
0: something. Yeah, and, and you can tell, I mean, with how calculating and, and strategic he is, and, and then as we get to know more about the Chiss in general and how they all are, it seems like, yeah, there's definitely an ulterior motive. And obviously, when he then he sends Eli over Eli Vanto to them. That you know that he's not there because he was cast out. He's also trying to figure things out. Actually... He basically says that to Palpatine, I believe, because he has to explain to Palpatine like why he's there. I think, and then he... yeah,
1: in in treason, it's about his allegiance. Yeah,
0: right? yeah. So because all of do
1: what does your allegiance truly lie with the Chiss or with the right,
0: Empire? Right, right, right. And then he's basically saying that it's it's a mutual benefit, just because there mm-hmm. is a greater threat out there, and it's you know bigger than whatever threat might the Empire might have, and that is why the Empire needs to, uh, you know, be allies, I guess, or work together with the Chiss or some, something along those lines. I'm sure I'm, like, butchering half of the plot there. <laughs> but I believe it's something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> but you haven't even read the book, right? Hmm? You, you said you hadn't, hadn't read Treason.
2: Yeah, I've read no, every so, single one. Okay so, okay, so no, so it was, it's just Trevor. No, it's, it's me. Treason. Yeah, it's me.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. Trev. It, yeah. no, Are you it. questioning <laughs> Cheryl's Timothy
2: Zahn credentials there, Jose? No, 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 no. <laughs> sorry, sorry.
0: Well, what about these other books that uh, that Trev mentioned? Have you read any of those, uh, Cheryl?
1: No, I haven't read anything outside of Zahn's work in regards to Chiss.
0: Okay. Um, what about uh, outside of, of books? The the Chiss, uh, you know, sometimes you bring up all these other random pieces of media um video games and such do we get to learn more about the chiss or do we get you know more of an expanded history of how they work through these other types of one of
2: the uh, s- uh, series of books we've spoke about um this series before is um clone mm-hmm. wars secret missions so these are like young reader junior reader books but have got a mm-hmm. chiss jedi in Ooh! So I've, I've, this is great i did when i get into it i that was a question for
0: me later on so and
2: i've um I'd I'd never read these books, so I flicked through them over the, uh, last weekend, and mm-hmm. it's it's really weird. So essentially, this uh, this young chiss was found by Dooku while he was still a Jedi, in a in an escape hmm. pod on the edge of space, and they can tell it's all alien tech, and they don't really know it, and um the, there's a datapad that or a data chip that they can just about read, and they assume it's mm-hmm. his name, which is. Nuru Kangarama. So he's a, he's a chess Jedi, and <laughs> at
0: some point, sorry, that sounds kind of funny to me for some reason. But <laughs> it sounds very like nineties, like Kawabunga,
2: <laughs> like, like Kangarama, dude. <laughs> but at some point in these books, he's tasked. He's only a, a young Jedi. He's like eleven or whatever. But he's tasked uh-huh. by Palpatine. Remember, this is so. This is Clone Wars. So you know however many years before yep. Revenge of the Sith. He's tasked by Palpatine to go on a diplomatic mission to Chiss space. And that's very unique in that nobody's supposed to know about each other at this point in the timeline. Palpatine's not supposed to know. Literally, Yoda's there when he gets given this mission. Uh-huh. And essentially, the Chiss have reached out to the, to the Republic and just kind of said, we should talk. Yeah. So they send him and he's there to try and get their help Interesting. With, against the separatists yeah. and there's this great scene where the ambassador is basically interrogating this young Jedi and he's just asking questions and she's asking him questions and he's answering them Yeah. and she's just basically going so thank you for all this information that you're freely giving me on the state of the galaxy um, <laughs> please don't come back you or the separatists, we're, we're not bothered we're, we're stay out of it, just leave us alone and you'll be fine yeah, just- you know, come back and they will be This trouble. is a young reader book? Yeah. Yeah, but it's done really, really well. But then there's this... Yeah, for some reason back then in like the... This is... I assume
0: this is from the 90s. And I guess in no, some, this was, for some reason...
2: This Well, it t- ties into the Clone Wars show. So this was... I've oh, got it in my okay. Hand. So this okay. is 2005.
0: Yeah. So in the late 90s, early 2000s, adults thought that kids were really interested in the government and how trade negotiations worked, and taxes, and things like that, right? So we know that that is what 10-year-olds want to talk about and watch on TV.
2: But it it was weird, because I picked up the first book, and I'm literally, I'm not reading it, I'm flicking through it, just for, you know, things to talk about, things that jump out. And the entire first book, it's just one long action scene. And I kind of flicked through it all and put it down, and I went, there was nothing Hmm. in my book. It's just action sequences the whole way through. (laughs) And then the second book, it got a bit meatier. But there's one thing I like fold of the page down because it's practically a road map from the Republic to the Chiss Ascendancy. It literally tells you oh. the hyperspace routes that they took. So I'm just going to read this out. So for any really nerdy people, feel free to pause this and <laughs> draw on your own atlas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. but, so they start on a planet Kanachi, which is where book one take place. I'm, go- I'm just going to read uh-huh. this word for word. After leaving Kanachi, yeah, they before... had made their way to the Entrala route Travelled down toward Mantell, where they refuelled and picked up supplies. Proceeded via the Selenon Spur, past Vincondor, down the Namadi Corridor to Dorin, home of the Keldor, and then arrived in the Mondres system. Then proceeded to the Albanin sector before they entered the Unknown Regions. And then they have six days more travel. That's probably the most specific directions to the Unknown Regions that's ever been published in a book, especially a young reader's book. And I was just reading it going, that's yeah. a hell of an info dump. <laughs> that's what you like, though. But, and that's what you do. You know, do. considering uh, you're not supposed to know where the ascendancy is, the fact that Palpatine goes go, right. here's a map, off you go. Right. You know, that's a great story to be told told there and then.
0: Yeah, I mean, and for, and for Palpatine back then, right? Because this is... I mean, this is before he becomes uh, the emperor and maybe has even more access to whatever archives and information like the government has. I mean, I would assume that as a, as a senator, you wouldn't have access to everything. No, and I, I highly doubt right? it's,
2: it's common knowledge that they exist. <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyway, later on in this book, Nuru Kungurama is actually revealed that they've been reading his name the whole time is named wrong the whole time and he is part of ah. the new Rodo family so he is he is part ah. of the myth second ruling family interesting um, but then one other thing i really want to talk about so if we if we focus yeah. on this whole uh fact that palpatine knows the ascendancy exists and there's possible communication between the twos the two but now let's go right back to the old republic video game the, the mm-hmm. online multiplayer role-playing game. So in the last yeah. couple of years, they did some sort of expansion where um, the chiss were involved, and I know Timothy's arm was consulted, but a lot of, oh, a wow. lot of the in-law in-game law, sorry, that is revealed shows that the chiss, the ascendancy actually had a pact, had a proper agreement and truce with the Sith Empire of that time, but said, "We will work for you." You can borrow our fleets. We will serve in your ranks. But you leave us alone. Not one of you steps foot in our patch of space. But we'll help you.
0: Interesting.
2: So even then... it's with the yeah, Sith. So that's a very pragmatic approach. Going, we don't... Hmm. A war probably isn't going to be good for either of us. You know, it's, it's going to hurt the Ascendancy. But if we help yeah. them, if we assist them... Then they completely leave us alone. no questions asked that's the deal, and they took it
0: i mean is this is this somewhat like problematic in the sense that like we're the way that the books are written i mean especially the 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 ones that we're reading right now you know we we want to align ourselves with with the chiss right like they are our heroes
2: in in these books. But at, but at that point... When the, you
0: kind of like zoom out a little bit... I mean, at that,
2: at that point are... in, the, in the timeline, the Sith Empire are the dominant force. You know, they, they control the galaxy.
1: Wouldn't it, wouldn't it go against their rule about the, preemptive, the pre-emptive strikes, strike?
2: Though. Now, I've thought about this in preparation for this show. Is it a preemptive hmm. strike if you're essentially staff? If it's an order from your superiors who are the Sith Empire... Because the Chiss Ascendancy isn't attacking an enemy who. They're not seeing the Sith Empire as an enemy. They're almost seeing them as allies and going mm-hmm. to work for them in main, helping them maintain their rule on the galaxy. I don't know what they did yeah. for them. I mean, they're. But, I don't, then this... you know, I...
1: but then the Sith are attacking others.
2: True, yeah, but I guess. Maybe
0: it's uh I mean they're very pragmatic, right? And they can probably compartmentalize the whole thing. And it's like we're not preemptively striking, we're just following the orders from our allies. So they you know, they can probably kinda of like
2: put them
1: Which into Which is why I think I think that the Chiss would never align themselves. But this is also four and, they... and a half
2: thousand years before New Hope. That's so, true. true. So That's so true. The so made, back yeah. then their thinking was yeah. a little different. Like maybe their philosophy yeah, maybe changed. they looked at the yeah, Empire yeah, yeah. and thought, yeah, that wasn't a good move. <laughs> we, we, we probably Boy, shouldn't have <laughs> done that.
0: <laughs> but they, I mean, for for just for survival and just for them to to continue existing as on their own, like you know, maybe this is the lesser evil, right? To at, at, to them at that one point, and therefore for for them to survive, this is what they have to do, and they're not really preemptively striking either. So they can mm-hmm. maybe just justify it and, and put them all in their own different silos and be able mm-hmm. to say, this is why we have to do this. And this is why we are doing this. Mm-hmm. And because at the end of the day, then we're able to survive as a species as, as, uh, as chis, And we don't have to continue to really like mingle outside our planets. And we don't have to go live in, you know, with other people because they are pretty, xenophobic almost right like they're, they're very they stick to their selves sam- themselves right yeah. Signs, yeah so but i also
1: will say you just also said lesser evil
0: i know i i, I did uh I did, uh,
1: uh I did that on purpose i did that on purpose i picked up on that yeah yeah
2: yeah <laughs> but I, I think even, um, even with the, the way it's going now i think i think we can all see broad strokes the way this kiss ascendancy trilogy is going to go I mean, we could all be completely mm-hmm. wrong, you know, and they, they're playing with us with these right. titles because, you know, we, we're kind of all semi-aware of why Thrawn was working with the Empire in, in Legends and where he's at in canon and right. the, um, not the temperament, but the philosophy of the chess society as a whole. So I think we can all kind of see where the trilogy is going to go, but he could yeah. be playing with us. It could go completely the other direction. True. Well, you know, now that since we're already kind of in the
0: topic of what's happening within the Star Wars universe, let's just let's just really dive into this then. So, Cheryl, let's just uh, let's just start with you. And I'm just going to put you on the spot right now and just give me, I don't know, like nine facts about the Chiss like that everyone should know, you know, or just it can be the most basic ones that you just pick out of Rebels. But just give me nine Nine facts about them.
1: Okay. Uh, Okay. One, they don't use droids. Mm -hmm. Two, they are an oligarchy. Okay. Three, they have glowing red eyes.
0: (laughs) Not not (laughs) red hair, Trev.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, not red hair. Glowing red eyes. Uh, Four, they're against preemptive strikes. Mm Mm-hmm. Five, they use force-sensitive navigators to travel through the chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, six, they have weapons called chericks. Uh Seven, uh, homeworld is, is Scylla? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, I
2: think, think so, yeah. Scylla? Silla Sheila, I, I I think it's I don't know something like, like that Silla I'm pretty sure it is Okay
1: Um where was I 8 Yes They have blue skin <laughs> um, Yes <laughs> 9 Um their names have three parts Yep First is family name Second is given, our core name. And third is social factors. Yeah. That's how many I was supposed to get, right? Nine?
0: That is, that is nine. I mean, I, and I asked for nine because there's the nine ruling families. <gasps> oh. So there's a tenth one because there was a tenth family that was then demoted. And here I come in with the facts. Trev, your turn. So
2: firstly, are there nine ruling families? Or are they four? But we'll come on to that. Um, so in... <laughs> Technically nine, uh,
0: the, originally ten, but one was emoted. That is sort of like it, it, depends, which and and it depends
1: which book you're reading. It depends
2: which book you're reading. But I do have one more interesting fact. I am reading. That I, this, I only learned. Books. I only learned this fact this weekend. So uh-huh. the depth of color of their skin and their eyes is dependent on the level of oxygen in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So the more oxygen, that the is, more blue that is a legend's they are. fact. I didn't know this. What was I reading? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was just gonna I, say,
1: what was that from? I think it
2: was the the
1: Because I don't think it would have been his no, own it book.
2: Was the early to mid two thousands role playing game source book from Wizards, so the D twenty Star Wars saga role playing game, it was the Unknown mm-hmm. Regions source book. That's yeah. the sort of research I do for it's... this show. <laughs>
0: is Is that where because I was also reading a little bit about that um is that where there's like some character or there's some story about they were the empire was studying or someone was studying the chiss as an as a species and just trying to understand their their physiology and how they came to be?
2: Yeah, so I read two different sources that had a different different take on it. um What was the other one? The other one must have been gamer magazine. Um, but one basically said that the chis are a direct descendant of humans, yeah. or a, a spin-off at some yes. point, you know, a, an evolution from yes. humans. Yes. Yes. Um, so you know, share enough DNA to have been the same thing at some point in history. But another one yes. just said that they're a human, a human-like species of different descendants.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean this is definitely all legends, nothing. Yeah. This has not been brought onto canon yet, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it cannot be. Um, because I had read that same thing that you just mentioned about them being direct descendants of humans, but that it was because of the planet that they were in, Sheila or Sila, whatever.
2: Um I'd love it if it was a planet named Sheila.
0: It just froze <laughs> froze over, right, and apparently their blue skin is a result of glacial minerals, and I guess over time then that is why they turned into like their skin turned into that, and maybe their their eyes started glowing red i don't know some something along those lines, but there was yeah there was some sort of scientist that was kind of like genetically studying the chist to try to really understand their relation to humans, and there's like got this whole like report or something about how they came to So
2: so essentially based on I that but like they're frost go- giants. Oh no wait, wrong franchise. Yeah, wrong franchise. I was just about <laughs> to say they're frost giants. Little mini frost giants. Yes, now we
0: have gone into Norse mythology <laughs> <laughs> That is <laughs> that is what we're talking about. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I was just
1: for to say that and then Trevor mm-hmm. I was just like <laughs> on the same page. Well, uh
0: and since we're talking about how they look, uh, you know, there, our our first real, um, you know, visual look or into Chis, right, would be in Rebels, right? I mean, I, I, maybe maybe they maybe they, sh- they showed up in comic books before, but let's just talk about what has been canonized, and at least. Rebels may be the you know the best known version of a chiss, and we'll see what happens in the Mandalorian. Yeah, it was
2: definitely the most high profile that we'd ever had at that point, and the first right. visual, you know, visual representation. Right,
0: right. right. So, Cheryl, like, let's start with you. Like, when you you've watched Rebels, right? So, and you had read about the chiss. Way before Rebels came out, so how did you feel about seeing Thrawn there and and how he looked and maybe even how he acted and such?
1: Yeah, I, I was I was excited, okay. certainly, to see him show up in canon and have on screen presence. Um, like obviously, the the physicality was certainly, I think, represented fairly similar i don't like the raised brow Mm -hmm. that he has like Uh it really bugs me i Uh don't like that raised brow thing but like you know like blue skin glowing red eyes um blue black hair that was all on par um yeah the raised brow i don't know where i got that (laughs) but for like as for the accurate representation of thrawn himself yeah i think I think Felloni needed a competent villain. So he brought Thrawn in, which yay, we get Thrawn in show. But I think that the constraints of how the show what he needed for the show kind of resulted in a in a misrepresentation in regards to Thrawn's intellect mm-hmm. and how he would handle some of those situations. I mean, if he's come into contact with a Jedi, like in Thrawn Alliances, right? With yeah. Anakin he's not going to underestimate a Jedi again. And Ezra is able to like, mm. fool him multiple, like they're just able to fool him multiple times. And I think that was, I didn't like that aspect of it. And I would say that if you like his representation in Rebels, which is much more akin to the villain antagonist role, you will, I think you'll enjoy him. Reading him in the legends,
2: yeah. There's a definite hint of I mean, mustache trilogy. twirl in because rebels because I
1: think the rebels' Thrawn is closer to the to the legends' throne.
0: I I like canon book throne more than rebels' throne. Yeah, uh, because it is a he's a lot more strategic in there. I think that probably rebels' Thrawn is more of a result of it also being a kids show. Yes, so definitely. you do still need a little bit, yep. you know, more of that like mustache twirling. Exactly. villain yes. and it also he cannot be so
1: yeah like i understand <laughs> that he had a role to fill right in that, right and exactly feloni was like hey why don't we bring in Thron? yeah he's gonna be able to be like a, a super good foil for our yeah. protagonist
0: well and actually I, I didn't know if you i don't know if you guys knew this but agent callus um he originally was gonna be chiss so, I did not know that. yeah, so when they were still starting out the series, there was actually concept art of Callus as a Chiss. Like, so he's a blue skinned and everything. And then they decided not to go in that direction. They made him human and they brought in Thrawn instead later See, on. See, now if you look but... at the
2: overall, um, the overall arc of Rebels and what Callus becomes yeah. of him being Fulcrum, that would actually make a lot of yeah. sense for that to be. A Chiss character. Oh, can
0: you imagine?
2: That's a Chiss character looking at the Empire, like, going, "Well, okay, we supported the Empire because we like strength, and this galaxy needs strength because there's, you know, there's enemies lurking at the doors. So this galaxy needs yeah. some strength. And then to see that strength go into full-on fascism mode, and you know, ruled by a Sith Lord, that Chiss guy going, you know what? Actually, I think the other guy should be in charge and working.'" To make that happen, that would have been perfect. That would have been oh, like really that. interesting, and you know, oh, we know that
0: the logo is blue, so it kind of makes
2: sense <laughs> too. But also, one last note on because um, <laughs> rebels Thrawn. As much as yeah. I enjoyed seeing him in there, and you know, it was it was a broad strokes version of the character we've loved. For me, I just felt it was too small a story for Thrawn. He mm-hmm. he's not really going to be interested in what's going on on one planet or with one group of rebels he's he's right. much bigger yes. picture than that so oh, yeah. but yeah. you know it was it was a small scale story you're invested in the characters you know you need an mm-hmm. enemy for the characters not an entire you know um movement or anything like that a war campaign right so i get it but the story was too small for the character that we knew beforehand
0: yeah. Well, it sounds... To me, in their right, it was, it was more about... He was focused on this one project, which was... The, the TIE Defender. Exactly. Yeah. So it was not even so much about what was happening in the planet. It was about this one project, because this one project could have a big
2: impact in the big picture. Okay, so, yeah. to him. Which, because,
1: is, which is expanded upon in Throne Treason. Exactly. Which Trevor hasn't read but yet. But exactly. I'm, I'm so, exactly. going to go
2: one better. So the whole TIE Defender <laughs> project... Yeah. So that's actually taken from the Tie Fighter video game from the '90s, which Thrawn was a part of, go. where there was a rival Grand Emp- uh, Admiral, Grand Admiral Zarin, who ended up kidnapping Palpatine, mm-hmm. and Zarin had to go and kill him <laughs> to rescue know, Palpatine sorry. and salvage the Tie Defender project because Zarin had stole the technology. So even that whole arc from Rebels was taken from a video yeah. game from the '90s.
0: Well, and forgot all that about also that also kind of then ties back to treason because in treason we do have the whole back and forth about the Death Star versus a Tie Defender. So there, you have this sort of like competing, sort of like high-ranking Imperial with Thrawn, oh, and it's just, and then you have uh, um, Tarkin in between as well, right? Well, now I need. there's all, Actually, all really now I really
2: want to read that book. I don't know why I haven't yeah, read it. No, I really don't know. My yeah, what yeah, are you doing, man? Something it just passed me by. I've, I think there was a um, working? Yeah, working. I think there was a couple of <laughs> less than favourable reviews at the time. And then that book came out. So we went through this lull when yeah. um Disney came over, didn't we? But the books were kind of sporadic for the first couple of years and you'd have a couple of big yeah. books, loads of um young adult books and comics. But over the last eighteen months, maybe two years, we've hit a much bigger stride of just quality, 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 and I think treason came at the end of that sort of mm-hmm. first phase of publishing. So I probably got it, and sense. then other things came along, and they just kept getting dropped to the bottom. I mean, I haven't even started greater good yet, sense. so I'll have to. I'll Amen. have to get there.
0: Yeah, yeah, you need to get there. All right, let's keep going. um Well, all right. So we talk about what they look like because it's Star Wars. We I, and you kind of touched that in already, Trev, but. What about um and actually you too, Cheryl, with uh with one of their that being one of the nine facts and how there are some force sensitive Chiss. But yeah, I mean what, what else do we know about how they connect to the force in you know, both legends and canon? Like what are some of there was a Chiss Jedi, I guess, at one point. Um are there any differences in how that is being interpreted right now, um and with the with the chis and this third site and all that kind of stuff so
2: i'm gonna let cheryl go because i have thoughts on this um and i really want to hear what cheryl has to say (laughs) about you know what exactly this site is and her take on it so yeah cheryl what do you got
1: uh i was just interested i don't i don't know much about um chiss jedi abilities in legends like, I know nothing. Mm-hmm. Because that wasn't ever written any, I don't think anything was written by Zahn in regards to that. So, of course, I don't really read anything other than <laughs> what he wrote. Um, <clears throat> I was just interested in the fact that it was Chiss females who seemed to exclusively have the ability, but then that they lost it when puberty hit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: even though they're actively using it, they seem to just lose it. And I was, I had wondered, I'd asked in a QA I had with Tom, um, Don's editor, and I was like, is there any metaphor to that? Like, was he trying to say anything with that? Was there something beyond? And he was like, nah. no. Nah. <laughs> so, so I think it was just like, I think it was a plot point let's let's have cuz they don't use droids yeah. so let's have chiss navigators who can use the force to navigate the chaos but maybe he didn't want all these chiss with with force abilities and to continue that story after yeah like and so then he just was like oh well maybe i'll write it that they lose it when they go through puberty yeah
0: thing. which I, I remember when you brought up that question in that Q&A or, or, when, or in that conversation with, with Tom. And I always thought it was a really, really interesting question for, for many reasons. Because one, it's, it can either be, and I don't know if this is how you meant it, but this is how I like took it. Because on one hand, it can either be a comment that Zahn was making on women that at some point they lose whatever these extra abilities they have, which can obviously be somewhat problematic. Like, oh, now that you have, you've reached puberty. Now you can have children. You cannot be like in command anymore, because that is not what you're here for. You know, right? Which again, not a great. I,
1: I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that's sense. the
0: case either. I think no. it's, uh, but it would, but it's interesting to think about that being the possibility and the fact that perhaps readers might take it that way too because yeah. i you know there's a lot of people with different thoughts and that might be like yeah of course after they <laughs> once as they can have babies wa-
1: as, so, as someone who has never wanted children <laughs> exactly exactly and who is proudly child free exactly
0: <laughs> yeah but then yes. I, I the way that i took and, and and it sounds like it's more like yeah with what aligns more with what you're saying it has to do more with maybe just the x men x men of it all like instead of developing powers when you hit puberty right you lose them like yeah. i mean we all go through a whole bunch of hormones and stuff when we do hit <laughs> puberty so for them it's like yeah the opposite they just like get so many other things happening that they maybe that is just too much
1: it's certainly adding to the lore because yeah. of course with george it's about midichlorians right yeah well maybe there's i i think zon was kind of like well maybe there's more to it maybe and... there's more layers
0: yeah and no, I mean I don't know where this is going yet in uh in the new book, and I'm yeah, not gonna no, say yeah. much Trev because you haven't started it, but I'm only on chapter six, so I this wouldn't really be a big spoiler, anyways. By I mean, the time that this I'm, comes out, I'm, everyone's I'm starting to become the
2: Wes it. of the Star Wars archives. I've never read the books by the time we're talking about them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, no, but it's they. I think they. It seems like they are starting to touch on this because they talk they start to. they are talking about the force and or you know what what the force is and what other other societies or civilizations and other and aliens and to, or other, other aliens use it yeah exactly and it's bringing and then this is coming into question what that means within the chis mm-hmm. so i don't know if where this is going to go mm-hmm. but i think it is making our chess team question the force. Okay, right now. or my, my their, takes, or their their so sight. My, so
2: my takes, it's the force. No ifs, yeah. no buts. It's the force. Simple as. No, of course, whatever you the call force. it,
0: it's the force. But you know, they call they yeah. call it the sight. You know, so but, it's it's, it's Great all present. the same. Definitely yeah. witches, use but then that's what it spell be and interesting.
2: songs. You know, these these guys have kids. But with yeah. regards to the you know the the, the young girls seeing the sight. When I first read it, I saw it as Zahn's anti-take on the Jedi and the whole being too old to train thing. I kind of saw it as him reversing Mm. that Mm. on his head. He's like, okay, well, they're actually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. actually only good up until this point. But then the more I've thought about it, the more I... And this won't be the case at all. I wish it was. But it's almost like you, Uh you you take the imagination of a child... The, the fantastical element of it think about father christmas and santa claus right you all believe in santa at yeah. a certain age until you grow up and realize that's just dumb take their powers yeah. in a certain way we're asking you to be able to do this incredible crazy feat <laughs> and as they get older and a bit <laughs> wiser they actually go well actually i shouldn't even be able to do that it's nuts what? that's just stupid mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's insane mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. so their, uh-huh. wife, their wisdom <laughs> stops also... them being able to do it because they realize how impossible it actually is
1: it uh-huh. also reminds me how like i don't know i'm into like kind of like spooky stuff mm-hmm. but like you know how like little kids tend to see like i hear a lot of stories but little kids tend to see ghosts yeah. a lot yeah or remember past memories, yeah. like, oh, yeah, I was this person, and I died in this field, in this war, and all that. And then it kind of, like, fades as yeah. they get older. Yeah, 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 Maybe it's like that.
0: That's, oh, I love, I really like this take, because now, this is also now making me think of Catcher in the Rye, and that Zahn is writing Catcher in the Rye in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you, you lose your innocence, in a way, and, and then that's how you lose, that's why you lose your ability to connect to the Force. Because you lose that creativity, you lose that, that imagination. So that mm-hmm. so Thrawn is there trying to catch you know, he, he is the catcher in the ride, trying to like make sure that the Chiss children will be able to remain like innocent and pure and continue to, to use their imagination and continue to be able to connect to the force or something along those lines.
2: But also, let's let's just think for a minute. What is it <laughs> what is it that these kids are actually being asked to do? So let's remind the listeners what right. is their power.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, hey, think outside the box and think about the possibilities of how to get from point A to point B. I mean the navigators themselves because there's different kinds of sight.
2: Where else have we heard this before recently?
0: What oh, kids uh, in the military? Uh, in the High, the High Republic.
2: Republic, the paths.
0: Right. Yeah. It's
2: the same thing.
1: Oh the path find Yeah yeah yeah. Japan, yeah. yeah. No, no it totally is. Yeah. Yes. yes. As soon as I started reading, you need to read it. Oh my gosh, um, uh, uh, the first one.
2: Yeah, I've read Rising. that one. I've read that one.
1: As soon as they started, yeah, 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 yeah. That is definitely so. Yeah, the so there's no the way
2: again in my view that by the time we get to Lesser Evil, there will not be a greater mm-hmm. connection to the what's going on yeah. two hundred years prior. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's the Star and, Wars uh, I and live for. Years
0: later, after this, and years. later We're like later the after red, this. the
1: red string guy on yeah. our board. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, <yeah>, yeah.
0: it's, <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia with Charlie just connecting all the. Yeah, I should yeah. literally, totally. I should for do that cow. to my shelves.
2: I should just pff. put loads of different coloured string between all the books, <laughs> all the, <laughs> all the connected <laughs> books.
0: If you do get in, into that project, I would very, I would be very happy to see that be a thing although it might just be a mess of everything is connected (laughs) somehow but i would also like to see your face after you finish that project be hot and sweaty (laughs) um all right uh i think we're we're close to to hitting our our hour here that we you know we try to hit so let's just um let's try to start wrapping this up so since we've uh we've been asking or i've been asking all the questions cheryl you being our guest um why don't you ask me or ask us a question or anything you'd like to to know about or any other topics that you might want to bring up I
1: Mm -hmm. what do you want to say
0: it's your your turn Uh, to stump us
1: (laughs) no it's something that I'm curious about because it's something that I ultimately don't know much about Mm -hmm. um I was just I was doing some research last night and it was in regards to, like, the Chiss society and hierarchy, and it listed it as an oligarchy. hmm So I'd like to ask your thoughts on the ruling families and how their military branch compares within Legends and Canon and maybe how it compares to other regimes within Star Wars and perhaps real-world governments, because it's something that I I only touched on, and I'd just like to know your thoughts.
0: Damn okay uh
2: (laughs) so the one thing i thought as as you read that question my first initial thought was yes we know they have a military branch we talked briefly about the ruling families i'm just going to touch on this very quickly and i'm going to talk about the four ruling families of legends because they're not established in canon yet the same four existing canon as in legends but in legends there were only four there was four more and similar as we have now so you have um the Sapler family who were deal with resource management and colonial affairs. I wrote all this down in my research. But Nuruodo Nuru- yeah, yeah. family, so this is Thrawn's family, um, military and foreign mm-hmm. policy, the Rokini family, industry, science and communications, and the Sabosan family, law and order, health and education. So you've got whole families, so throughout the decades, have had whole patches of government ceded to their families' to control. And we see some of this in... Chaos rising, the, the fights between families and overstepping their bounds into each other's areas of expertise. So I don't see it as an oligarch thing because it's a it's a necessary power struggle to keep people in line. I don't see a power-hungry element to the Chiss where they're going to grab power for the sake of it. Everybody wants a bit more power and status, but I don't see them trying to be overly underhanded to achieve it well i also couldn't imagine the chist doing uh, having wars over resource within themselves
0: yeah but i mean uh, i guess i mean real world the only thing i can think of right would be more of the russian oligarchs so
2: um but i think fundamentally the chists probably are more towards the ideal of communism as opposed to the Russian realism realism of communism yeah you know the yeah. actual version of because... communism where there is no poverty there is no hunger you know everyone's doing all right
0: yeah I mean I I think so I have I have some I I want to respond a little bit more to what you were just saying Trev but now that you've mentioned the communism part <laughs> um I well no 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 because I one thing that I, I thought was interesting and I think does um does ring true to that is the f- when I was is the fact that I, I, I don't I don't think they think they have touched on this in canon yet, but it's the fact that there is no finance or like money really within Chiz culture. That and everything is provided for by the, by like, the state. government to yeah. like all of its citizens. Yeah. So that 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 definitely communism. And then the most right? so gifted like, get
2: recognized uh, uh, and go through their trials and through exactly. their
0: ranks. Yeah, but then what's and then I think for the sake of anyone that doesn't know, right? When we're talking about families, we're not talking about literal families. No, like it's in 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 Chis society. I think the oligarch, the Russian oligarchs. I. I I believe that these are actual families and these are actual people, you know, with their last name, and that they just have a lot of money and they were able to basically section off different parts of that of the government. And there's the oligarch that controls the the, like coal and the mining, or and so there's like or the different sort of like regions, and that's how they're able to essentially control the government because they have these people with money with a lot of money are able to to sway the government in a way that helps them become more yeah, but rich. In, in legends i mm-hmm. think it,
2: it the insinuation was that they were actual families there was a lot of hereditary and descendancy involved in it and then we saw i see no okay no. I, i'm happy to be wrong
1: in survivors i have a quote from survivors <laughs> i quest. love a
2: quote oh, perfect because
1: survivors quest is still yes. legends right so yes So there was Fisa was a Chiss and she was explaining to a human about the nine ruling families. So it says the nine ruling families are like any other families, which (laughs) blood and because she goes on to say this and I'm like, that's not like actual families. Blood and merit create siblings and cousins and ranking distant. Some are released. Others are rematched. Others are born to trial, the same as any other family.
2: But they do talk about blood With there, though. So the, the, the insinuation is still that they are related, as opposed to adoptive. Yeah, but, but I
1: mean,
2: I when, think you when adopt... she
1: says "born to trial," I think she means in that they're bringing in fresh blood. They're yeah. bringing in the new blood, right? Because like, they go to through make a the trial. Stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: oh, like okay. there is some sort of test or something, and then that is that then you can join that right, family Okay, yeah, yeah which yeah. is how it is being explained right now yeah. in the yeah. ascendancy books right yeah so so yeah so so we're not talking about literal f- families in here and the, the way that you were just also describing it uh trev about how in legends there's, yeah, there's the others there's the politics and whatever they have also their own sort of like sectors that made me think of like the hunger games and how there's the dis- different districts And how there's the one district that provides, like, you know, all the, again, like, all the power. And then there's the other district that provides all, like, the technology. And then there's a district that provides all this. So it's all very sectioned off, and it's done in that way just so that no family can become too powerful Uh because they are all reliant on each other. However, at least in the Hunger Games, this is all controlled by the one core sort of like district district one where you have president snow and you know I'm probably, i can get into that later in <laughs> some other time because this is not a hunger games podcast but um but we don't have as far as i i guess there might be the one family that that to rule them all <laughs> um but with <laughs> i'm just going crazy with references now um but we haven't been necessarily introduced right to like there being one family that kind of oversees all the other ones, no. they all just seem to be more or less equal.
1: There, well, yeah, I think there's maybe four that are kind of like higher up, and then the rest are a little bit not as don't have as many resources, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a much more political, and they try to like break out the military as separate from the political. A bit. They try yeah. to. It doesn't really succeed. Um, that's like, so. actually.
2: Yeah. So was one of my uh, most enjoyable things of the first Ascendancy book is that yeah, that uh, struggle between the military arm and the other political arms, which is very real world, isn't it? You know, you see this all the time <laughs> about uh, military thinking, well, we're, we're the military. We, we should be allowed to say what to do. Well, no, if you do that, you're just going to yeah. want to go to war because that's what militaries do. But then you have the preemptive yeah. strike yeah. element as well and um seeing seeing what was considered a preemptive strike in that first book with thrones actions and how they were perceived versus the reality of it was mm-hmm. one of the most interesting parts of that book to me
1: yeah for sure and how the how the politics come into play and the whole what's great what's best for the ascendancy but then that pull of all of them wanting to also do what's best for their family and i love how they they wrote in that once you achieve the the higher rank you lose your family ties mm. to help ensure that you're always wanting to look after what's best for the ascendancy. So as I've
2: got whole. two people yeah. here on this chat who remember things much better than me and who have started greater good. <laughs> Remind me. So this the end good. of Thrawn Ascendancy pretty much ties up with order 66. Yes. isn't That's how that happened. Correct. I'm sure there's the end of chaos rising. There's a couple of scenes that, not directly reference Order sixty six, but give you a state of what's going on in the wider galaxy at large. Have I got that right? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, when it's right
0: around that time, a camera. I, I don't actually, I don't recall exactly. I just read
1: this book recently too, and I don't. I'm recall. the time. I'm the time. But, I mean,
0: I know guy. we're closed because it's right after. No, but I I know it's close.
1: Oh, I know what it is. It's when because Thrawn and Sheree meet up with Anakin. In, so they put um, yeah because alliances
2: one. takes place during so it
1: puts it the timeline yeah. of yeah. alliances. Yeah.
2: I, I know we're close but to the end yes. of it, so we're not quite I'm, I'm, there yet. But I'm sure but we're there's close. something, so you know that we are close to that. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember. again. That's another thing that I'm looking forward to in Great Good. No spoilers, please. I haven't started it. It's seeing how the Chiss respond to that event in space that is close mm-hmm. enough to be troublesome to them. So like we said about them allying yes, with the do. Sith Empire yeah. and sending Thrawn into the ranks later on, this is a massive galactic event yeah. that they're going to be aware of because you mm-hmm. know they've got spies. Uh, that's been established in Legends. It's going to be clear in canon that it would make no sense for them not to be spies in the Republic. Be interesting how that will affect their future yeah. actions. I see you bouncing, Jose. What have you got?
0: Uh... No, I mean, I, I know I need to be wrapping this up, but you just said so many things that I want to <laughs> say <laughs> that I would respond to. But um, one, okay, I'll I'll list them out so that I um we don't have to get into them necessarily. But but one, when you say spies, um I wasn't there there was a chiss um that had like human skin. What? Um like he, there was a chiss that disguised herself as a, as a human um for some time and uh uh i forget forget what, what what that is but um and that might actually even be canon it's 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 not in any of the the books it's in it's in a video game so i mean i guess oh. maybe that's questionable about uh about it being canon i have no idea not, what you're talking but about but it it's like post disney
1: mm-hmm. I, I don't know mhm I,
0: I i will share the picture later cuz i even saw the picture of like of, like, this Chiss, like, taking off the...
1: Does she put, like, fucking contacts in her? Sorry, I swore. <laughs>
2: Shoot. This just reminds me of...
1: Contact? Like, how does she disguise her this eyes? This reminds me
2: of a... Uh, Jose, you might be old enough to remember a shower, uh, you're probably too young. Do you remember V? The TV series V? Yeah, That's yeah, That's all you're making yeah. me think of right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and number two. So, number one, yes. Uh, uh chiss, um, Fake Chiss. Fake skin. Um, sp- spies. No, they're real Chis. They're just Chis fake, fake humans. Uh, but but they're not fake humans because they're human descendants. Um, <laughs> f- f- they're faking... Get to your point <laughs> before you lose it your yeah. blue skin. <laughs> Number two, number two is um, if the way that this story goes is that maybe there is a way for uh, for the, the force, the site users within the Chis society, right? And then... Order 66 happens, right? And then all these Jedi are killed. Yeah. Right? There's now an imbalance in the Force. Everyone who's, a, all the Jedi are feeling all their other Jedi, like, dying, right? So there's this huge ripple happening universe-wide, right? Not, not just in the known galaxy, but in the, in the unknown regions and everything. Everyone now, everyone who's connected to the Force feels that something just happened, and now, like maybe that's what, like that's how the Chiss find out because now the the young ones are like messed up in how they can cook, go from place to place, or no, just something along those lines.
1: Feeling over that great of distance is a very only a few force users can do that in their. Not very if the
0: impact powerful. is that great. Every single Jedi. It it's happened hmm? to We're lesser. Talking about every single Jedi being it's, killed, or pretty much. Oh, it has yeah, happened to Jedi it's Knights a, it's a and huge stuff. Huge imbalance. If, if the
2: event is big enough. It can affect yeah. everybody.
1: But yeah. they're also, they're not really taught or shown how to reach out in that way. Exactly, We only see, Cherie only knows when someone's like at a door.
0: Exactly. But this is why like this kind of like throws everything out the door. This is just like completely new to the Chiss. And then they're like, what just happened? We okay. need to find out. I see why what you're none saying. of our navigators are working I just hope you're not anymore.
1: disappointed if it doesn't happen.
0: No, of course, I'm not going to be. I mean, this is a <laughs> wild speculation, but it, it would be interesting if it is something like that, where like that Order 66 messes up how they are actually, how they work as a society. Therefore, they need to explore this more and they know that there is this greater threat or maybe there really isn't. And they're just under the guise of a greater threat and they just need to understand what this new empire is because they just disrupted the force and how they are able to navigate within the chaos. What about?
2: Sorry, I'm I'm going on Possibly. another tangent now. What about the? What about the Chiss have been using this form of hyperspace travel for centuries, not really knowing about mm-hmm. the force, just thinking it's something they do, and then they lose yeah. it, and then they're observing the galaxy, learn what actual Force Jedi is, and realize actually, holy shit, if this gets out of control, it can lead to that. We need to rein in this whole hyperspace travel Mm -hmm. thing. It it can go a bit wrong. Yeah. You know, this whole dark side thing, that's new to us. But look at that. We don't want any of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And on that note, Trev, why don't we just go into one of our actual segments here? And uh, are there any batshit crazy books?
2: Anxious. It's the batshit crazy book of the week. You can so, my batshit crazy book of the week this week is a video game because, of course, it is. So, <laughs> back in the back in the early two thousands, <laughs> there was one of these uh, strategy turn based games. Like, um, you had Force Commander, and these days you've got uh, Empire. Not these days, but Empire at War. But you had um, Galactic Battlegrounds, and Galactic Battlegrounds original oh release was. Original trilogy, Empire vs. Rebellion. Then they did a Clone Wars release, Clone Campaigns. One of the main primary bad guys in that campaign was a Chiss female Jedi. No, sorry, Sith. Yeah, Chiss female Sith Lord trained under Dooku Ooh. called Severance Tarn, working for the Confederacy of Independent Systems during the Clone Wars
0: i'm not going to spoil
2: it too much but also i don't remember much more about the apart from the basic facts <laughs> i don't want to spoil how it ends in case anyone wants to go back and play a 15 year old video game but
0: trev how many times have i told you no 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 nor, nor now you're just going to me hanging it's a
2: <laughs> based on everything we've spoke about she's a female she can touch with the force she's an adult yeah i thought that was fairly interesting
0: yeah, it just it's a completely different than everything else we've been establishing here as fact.
2: And unlike is. the Chewie that we spoke about, she willingly left the Ascendancy as an adult. So she knew she could touch mm. the force. She knew she was tapping yeah. the dark side. She probably wasn't aware yeah. it was the dark side, but that was a choice she made yeah. to leave the Ascendancy.
0: I mean, you know, light side, dark side. I mean, it's you should learn both anyways. That's that's also true. So It's about how we you wholeheartedly it. disagree mm-hmm. on this. You
2: you know we do. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is this is this is a, this is something that Jose and I can
2: talk about
1: in future if if you, if you ever need another Remember show who topic. my
2: favorite character is. Yes. Yeah. Jackson.
1: Because I'm more I'm more on the side of Jose. Yeah.
0: Too. Yeah. Now on to our next segment, um, where, um, where do we find Jackson in, in the Chiss, uh, stories? Um, I, I was actually trying to, I, I had, I was actively trying to see how to bring it back to Jackson on this episode. Um, my one way, my one fact that I was trying to figure out was how far away, um, Jackson's, uh, home planet was from, (laughs) from Sheila, um but there isn't a google maps with the star wars universe and especially not with like from the unknown regions oh whatever. well i'm going to send you some um, files i'm going to send
2: you some jpegs
0: cuz i wanted to calculate how many um how far away it was right like uh, <laughs> how many parsecs it would take to get from maybe that the should be a metric that uh, we start
2: using for ev- that's that's our measurement of systems in the star wars universe how many parsecs from yeah. coctel system
0: Exactly. Yes, because it's all about Cochel and 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 the Lepi homeworld, and that should really be the center. <laughs> not I mean, that really is the center. That is the secret of Star Wars. I see. I see. Uh, um, Cheryl in dismay, shaking no? her head. Sorry, shaking. shaking. She is not happy about this. All right, guys. Before we're done, as always, we want to remind you that we are available in all your typical podcast apps. So go ahead and make sure to give us a five stars. Recommend this to your friends. And if you can't wait until the next episode, go to Utini's Patreon, and that would be patreon.com slash And for the cost of a cup of calf, you can get our episodes three months in advance, in addition to a whole bunch of other exclusives. Trev, what else do we have uh, in our queue for the following episodes? Okay,
2: so our next episode... We're going to do another character spotlight. We tried to sped these out, but we're going to do two in a row just for kicks. So we're going to do Akbar, everyone's favourite fishy admirable. Yes. Admirable? Admiral. And then. <laughs> the Admirable Admiral. Admirable Admiral, Admiral. Admiral. Admiral <laughs> Akbar. There's the episode title right there.
0: Yep. Yes. And after that,
2: we're going to do. I'm typing it. We're as- going to do an underworld episode. So we're going to talk crime syndicates. We're going to talk about gangs. We're going to talk about canceled video games that people still haven't quite got over yes you know what i'm talking about so that one's going to be a fun one
0: unimaginable underworld yeah for those who of you who haven't caught on um we're trying to just name our episodes using the (laughs) same letter of, of whatever that that topic is and with like half adjectives to describe that one thing so that is where the admirable admiral akbar is and um We'll have to think of some u words for underworld or something else in there. Um, <laughs> Cheryl, what do you think of, this, uh, of these of two next topics? Are you excited to learn more about Akbar?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but come on,
1: underworld. You, yes,
0: you didn't Akbar, think have, you have didn't think us. that Jackson would be a fun episode. No one thought. <laughs> and look how amazing that has become. It's become the core of this, this one show. Maybe
1: it's become your core of this maybe, of this. My show. core
0: is a a furry green carnivorous yeah. rabbit. I know. I know. I, I,
2: yes. I want to find someone with video editing skills and make them regrade the color in Donnie Darko so the bunny is green, just for Jose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Donnie Darko is also
1: one of my favorite
2: I'm mine, movies. mate. I'm mine. So...
0: Apparently, I like <laughs> so.
1: I have one, so. You do,
0: but I have not seen your bunny in the background. He hasn't, he this. hasn't, no.
1: he's.
0: Can we dye him? <laughs>
2: no. How much would it cost?
0: I would, I would not do that. Do not our next, uh, next Patreon perk. We do perk. not, we do next not next believe in that in the Star Wars <laughs> archives no, 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 no. So that is it for today's episode. We will be providing links and pictures to all the books and random facts that I brought up today, like uh, like Callus as a Chiss and the Chiss dressed up as a human. Um, we will be putting that up in the Star Wars Archives channel in Utinia's Discord. If you have not joined the community, what are you waiting for? Just head on over to utini.com Discord, click the Join Now button right on that page, and... Join in on the conversation that is happening there. There's a lot of channels, and we talk about all the different books and all the different TV shows, and especially the main one is that we talk about the Star Wars archives and Jackson. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can find <laughs> you can find me in Discord as well, or you can also look me up on Twitter. I am at DJAXY. Trev, where can people find so you? So
2: I'm at toll on Twitter, or oh, you'll f- just find me hanging out on a Discord just to stress, not to stress, but just to invite you. If you are new to the show or you are new to our Discord, we're such an inviting bunch. We're so positive. We love everything. We've got a channel for everything. Come and join the family. We're a lot of fun to hang around. And we'll just be in there hanging around as well. Uh, Cheryl, what about you? What's your uh, Twitter handle? And what other shows are you guesting on?
1: Uh, my Twitter handle is Cheryl K Bell. I uh, haven't been on Twitter since the new Thron book came out because I've been trying to avoid all spoilers. <laughs> uh, but eventually I'll be back on there more regularly. Um, I, I'm going to be on Legends Look Back, finishing discussion on Outbound Flight Roundtable. Um, I'm in Discord this month on Saturdays talking uh, greater good with the guys over on Kenja Book Club. So, yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Trev, for again for joining me uh, in this uh, show, this weird hanging out thing that we do every couple of uh, every other. The pleasure is all yours, Uh, Cheryl. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us. You were our first uh, non-Utini sort of like staff uh, guest, um, and we're really happy that you made it. This was a really fun discussion with you, and I apologize for anything that that we did to make you i don't know anything that we did wrong here no um but uh but no it was a blast having you on thank you to all of our patreon members for supporting us and making this show possible and thank you listeners for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything star wars and with that i can now say radio out
2: there is no hatred there is joy